Good afternoon, and welcome to another great season of The Council. Uh, I'm your host, Charlie Pacello, and I just want to thank all of you who are tuning in today to listen to The Council. We're beginning our, uh, the whole new season, the whole new year of uh, credible shows. We've got some guests that are going to come on that are... We're really going to talk about some issues that uh, a, lot of the, a lot of our society needs to talk about. Uh, our, one of our next guests is going to be a police officer. He works at the Seattle Police Department. And uh, just talking about how police officers and the culture and the dynamics that's happening and how can we repair that? How can we put that back together again? Uh, after that, the following week after that, we're going to bring on uh, Rick Iannucci and Nancy Iannucci. They are have an organization called Heroes, uh, Horses for Heroes, and they're down in New Mexico working with veterans and others, uh, getting them to work with horses. And so we've got them coming on here in the next three, uh, few weeks. We've got uh, a father, um, what's his name, Father Jim Clark, who's going to be coming on to the show and talking about uh, rituals and transformation, as well as what's going on in the Catholic Church with the child abuse cases and how they are going to correct that and what they're doing. And we've got yoga instructors, energy healers, all kinds of great guests that are going to be on this show to expand your awareness, to bring enlightenment, to bring wisdom to you, and to, uh, to bring you hope. You know, that's the purpose of the council, is to bring hope and inspiration to you all around the world and uh, to bring our world a little bit closer together. Uh, we're in difficult times. We're in some challenging, challenging times. And, uh, you know, it's uh, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And uh, how are we going to get there together? It's about getting there together. It's not about separating us and dividing us and using our weaknesses against each other. It's about finding our strengths and using them uh, in order to solve the problems that we have, to unite, to see our commonality, to see the things that unite us, not divide us. And so, you know, we're all being called to, uh, to really inquire in ourselves, to ask in ourselves, where do I belong? Where do I stand? How do I live in integrity? How do I not betray myself? I want to uh, encourage all of you who are listening to the council today to start considering and starting off the, this year, um, you know, we're only two weeks into January, uh, that you just begin to start to say to yourself, you know what, I'm no longer going to blame anyone else for the choices and decisions I make in my life. Whatever happened in the past happened in the past. I see that. But from this moment on, I'm going to take full ownership of my life. My choices and my decisions are not anybody else's fault. I'm not going to blame them. <clears throat> Blame is a way we use to discharge our own pain and discomfort, and it's also a way for us not to take ownership of our stuff. If I could just put it on you, then you get to deal with my stuff. <laughs> so really start considering that and also not to lie to yourself anymore. And that's a tough one because, uh, you know, you can't uh, expect people to hold themselves. You can't expect to hold anybody accountable to anything unless you hold yourself accountable to the same rules. If you don't want people to lie to you, don't lie to yourself. At least start there. So we've got a lot of great shows, and I want to start this. Today we're going to talk about what motivates you. What motivates you? What drives you? You know, this is that uh, taking that energy of this new year as we're, so many changes are already are happening uh, in so many of our lives. And so how do we capture that? How do we connect to that, that movement, that change, that fresh energy that's coming through? so that it can invigorate your life and you want to be able to connect to a future. <clears throat> you want to connect to your future, whatever that future is going to look like. And so you got to know what motivates you. But first, uh, I want to make a quick announcement to our, our host here, uh, you know, KUHSDenver.com. Uh, you're listening to the council uh, here on www.KUHSDenver.com. That's KUHSDenver.com. You have uh, some of the best shows. You've got the love doctor here. He's, uh, he's amazing. And uh, uh, Sylvia and all others that are on this, uh, on this platform that are broadcasting to you, giving you great music, great programs and broadcasting all around the world. We are touching lives everywhere. And the council is really appreciative to have KUHS Denver host the council here in Denver. So tune in to uh, KUHSDenver.com. Uh, before I start, I want to kind of open up, you know, I think it's a good idea to open up the council with a, uh, 
With a little uh, prayer, I got these, this book called Prayers for Healing. It's an amazing little book. It brings all these different prayers from all these different cultures and religions and native peoples and poems. And there's one that I think is just really, really powerful. And I'd like to start it off the, uh, the show today with this. After a while, you'll learn the subtle difference between holding a hand and chaining a soul. And you learn that love doesn't mean learning. Excuse me. And you learn that love doesn't mean leaning. And company doesn't mean security. And you begin to learn that kisses aren't compromises and presents aren't promises. And you begin to accept your defeats with your head up and your eyes ahead. With the grace of a woman or a man, not the grief of a child. And you learn to build all your loads on today. Because tomorrow's ground is too uncertain for plans, and futures have a way of falling down in mid-flight. After a while, you learn that even sunshine burns if you ask too much. So you plant your own garden and decorate your own soul instead of waiting for someone to buy you flowers. And you really, you learn that you really can endure that you really are strong, and you really do have worth. And you learn, and you learn, with every failure, you learn. Isn't that beautiful? It's anonymous, an anonymous prayer. Anyway, so what motivates you? What is the thing that's going to get you up in the morning? <laughs> what is it going to drive you that you're just going to get excited about? And a lot of the, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, why do I do the work that I do? You know, I work on, my purpose is to help people heal from all kinds of trauma and stress and emotionally abusive and psychologically and physically abusive relationships, uh, helping parents to uh, form plans for their children so that they are not allowing the disruption, the dysfunctional relationship patterns that they have adopted from their family systems to get passed on generationally to their children. And ultimately, my goal and my purpose of my work is to he heal our deepest soul wounds. You know, that's the purpose of my work is to heal the soul. And in order to recover from all of these, you know, soul disorders, and they are, they're disorders in the soul, it has to be worked on all different levels. It has to work on four different levels. The mental, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. Why? Well, the reason is, is because we exist on four different planes of existence. There's the mental plane, the emotional plane, the physical plane, and the spiritual plane. Three of these are unseen. The mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. And the balance and harmony in our lives is based on all four of these areas being healthy, functioning properly, and interconnected to all the others. If the unseen world, that inner world, is out of balance, this is going to be reflected in your physical world. If you're in chaos on the inside, you're going to see chaos on the outside. It's not the other way around. However, whenever we identify ourselves only as a body, we are at the mercy and effect of the physical world. And as a consequence, we're only going to treat the body for the symptoms we are experiencing and we are not dealing with the cause. You're going to get limited results. You just are. You're going to get symptom management. You're going to get short-term solutions and coping strategies to deal with these soul disorders and psychological disorders for the rest of your life. Thus, you might be able to alleviate some of the depression, some of the angst, some of the anxiety from, that you're feeling through, that you're experiencing. You might be able to manage those uh, hyperarousal situations, and you'll develop those skills through counseling, through pharmaceuticals. However, this doesn't nothing to heal the cause of your pain. Nothing. Even, even sometimes energy healing doesn't do enough to be able to heal it because it, this, these wounds are in your soul. 
And you've got to get down into the level of the soul to be able to heal the wounds. And so one of the purposes of the work that I do in my programs and the private coaching and the teaching that I do, and then I offer each and every one of you out there who has experienced or who is experiencing any kind of soul trauma, is to give you a way for you to completely heal from within yourself. And now in my work, one of the things that you learn is that mind is the cause. The outside world is the effect. You are subject to what you hold in mind. What is in one is in the whole. What I do to you, I do to myself. These are, these are high laws. All right? This is what Jesus talked about when he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Why? Because at his core, he is, you are together. We are all, all part of the sameness with, each, or with a, a unique identity. And this is crucial for you to understand and what is going on to make all the difference in allowing the transformation in your life to occur. Now, if you are subject to what you hold in mind, then what you hold is going to influence every aspect of your life. So our goal is to go to the cause of the pain. You've got to get to the root. You've got to shine a light on it. You've got to uproot all the belief systems. You've got to get to the traumas, to the pain, shine a light on it, and the things that have kept you from being the best version of yourself. And do this in a holistic, healthy, loving way, and bringing in this nonlinear context of universal spiritual principles that you find in every tradition, like love, compassion, and forgiveness as you look and investigate and understand the traumas you've been, to, been through. And when you are truly able to do this, you're going to be able to heal this within yourself completely in all levels. We're going to remove the clouds that are covering up the sun that is shining underneath you, that is shining brightly underneath. And all of you are already whole. Everybody is whole. Nobody's a half person. Okay, you don't have to fix anything. And you certainly don't have to fix other people's problems. That's a mistake a lot of people make, including myself. You try to fix other people's problems. No. You're, you've got to deal with your own problems. They deal with theirs. <laughs> we don't want to be, uh, you know, embellishing our wounds, right? We want to deal with them in a healthy way. So we just have to remove all those things, those experiences, those memories, those traumas, those pains, those longings, those regrets, and your life that are preventing you from feeling and being the wholeness that you are. And that's what my work is really all about. It's a complete and total self-healing of your soul. Now, part of the process, and there's a lot of processes that are involved. And, and by the way, I only teach you what I know I've, and what I've done. And these are the things that I have done that have been, made me successful in accomplishing what I needed to get through because I, I experienced such extraordinary complex trauma and PTS and depression and, and uh, recovering from uh, emotionally abusive relationships and, and my parts, all those things I've had. To, so I'm teaching you the things that I have been able to do to be successful at. And part of the process is to connect to what motivates you. One of the things you must understand and really grasp is that you are the source of your happiness. You are. You're the source. We get so bogged down by the outside world not giving us what we want, not fulfilling our needs, not fulfilling our desires. And it's because we place the source of our happiness outside of us. We're, we're often motivated by what we hope to get from someone or something else to fill us. A relationship, for example, can be a source of our happiness can be an extraordinary source of our happiness if both people are coming together as whole individuals, helping each other to become the best version of each other. Not trying to fill in any, any void or any emptiness that the other person is feeling. Yet by placing the source of our happiness in the other person, we are placing ourselves in a very vulnerable position because we are seeking appreciation, acceptance, respect, love, and value for something outside of us. And when the person fails to do 
so or or the relationship doesn't live up to your expectations you're going to get sad you're going to get depressed you're going to feel cheated you're going to get angry you're going to feel rage you're going to feel unworthy of love and belonging or even worse you're going to feel unlovable it's difficult for us to let go of this unconscious programming running through our lives it's something we were programmed with since birth love is outside of me not inside of me. My value and worth is determined by others' love and respect and acceptance of me, not by me accepting and loving myself. I know, I know this may sound like, oh, they're talking about, but do you know what real self-love is? What real self-love is? It's not, it's not anything hokey. It's when you finally accept who you are and stop trying to be something that you're not. That's it. It's about you finally accepting who you are, what you're, what you're all about, and stop trying to be something that you're not. That's the act. That is the act of self-love. Nothing outside of you can give you happiness. You and only you are responsible for your own happiness. It's about you. We project onto the world. We project all these things and give it their meaning and value. And when they don't come through for us, we get angry, we get depressed. We get filled with hopelessness and despair. And this vulnerability to being at the effect of the outside world is a consequence of the way we were taught. We were taught to believe that if we do these things, we will have these things and then we'll be happy. For example, if I do this job, then I'm gonna have all these different possessions and then I'm gonna be happy. And as a consequence, we've placed our happiness somewhere out into the future rather than learning how to be happy right now, starting from a place of acceptance and beingness. Because all you got is right now. If you really think about it, all you have is right now. And by being happy now, starting from a place of being content and satisfied, then we are coming from a place where we already want to be. We already want to be there. And thus, when we go out and do the things that we want to do, we're doing it because we truly want to do it. And inevitably, because we are coming from a place of wholeness. And we're going to get the things we really want. When we recognize we place the source of our happiness as outside of ourselves, we begin to understand how this creates a negative energy field around us because it's basically a lie. I want you to get this. I really want you to get this. You are the source. You have the creative power of the universe inside of you. It's about your choices that you make. The choices, understanding how your choices have consequences. If I'm going to have that choice, it's got to come through my head. You get the idea in your mind. It comes through your heart. You're powered by it. And then you've got to bring it into action. You've got to move it into action. And if you've given your power over to the world, and a lot of us have, I did, the power to live life to its fullest and enjoy it, you've got to take it back. You've got to reclaim. If you've abdicated over, no one's going to have your, if you don't have your power, no one else does. No one else does. And don't project your power out onto somebody else. Find it in you. I can tell you with 100% confidence, you're going to have to retrain your mind. <laughs> I had to. Oh, my God. I'm still doing it. But you've got to learn that to retrain your mind, you have to separate yourself from the thoughts that imprison you and the thoughts that invigorate and inspire you. What are those negative thoughts? What are those positive thoughts, right? But look at it. What invigorates me, what inspires me, and what's, what's keeping me down? What's imprisoning me? And this includes all the pain, the flashbacks, the triggers, the fears, the anxiety, the anger, the incessant painful memories that keep reoccurring. You know, for me in my recovery, it was really, really important for me to grasp and understand the error I had made it in placing my happiness outside of me. And once I understood that the source of my happiness was within me, that I was a source, that I was a true source of my motivation, 
I had to look at things in a completely different way. And one of the things that we do, and I'm sure a lot of you have done this, uh, is where you start having a narrative going on in your mind, right? Something happened in your past. Something, you know, uh, you got into an argument with somebody at work, right? And it was a split second. They say something to you that gets you really upset, and you're, and, and you're affected by that one second. That one second that they said something like, you're, you're terrible at your job or whatever it may be. And you're brooding over that for your whole day. And it just keeps going in your narrative in this mind. And you're thinking about and, and what you're going to say to your boss when you get the chance and the opportunity. And you've got this whole narrative going on inside your head, this whole story inside your head. And it changes your, your physiology. It changes the way your body feels. It changes. It gets you upset, maybe angry, and uh, you're short-tempered. And it's all because of this story that you've got going on because of one second that happened in life that you took personally. That was an impersonal experience. Everybody experiences that sometimes. But it's how you respond and react to it. But when I understood that I was, I was caught up into these narratives go, going on in my head, that the people that I was having these arguments with weren't even around me. They weren't around me. They weren't even in my, <laughs> they weren't in my car. They weren't uh, in the house. I, I thought, oh, my gosh, I am, I am caught in the illusion of life. The illusion was all in my head. I was caught up in a spectacle. Don't get caught up into the spectacles in your life. Catch yourself. Say, oh, my gosh, laugh at yourself. Recognize <laughs> I'm causing all this suffering on my own. This is happening. I'm doing it to me. This person's not doing it anymore. When you start to understand that and catch yourself, you'll start relieving 80% of your suffering, maybe more. And, I, and this is one of the things that I learned recently uh, and just caught my own self doing it. So you have to retrain your mind. You just have to. You have to look at yourself. You have to understand yourself. Now, <clears throat> when you start looking at what motivates you, you begin to realign with who you truly are at your core, at your center. And you start asking questions about, you know, what's really true for me? What do I believe? Not what somebody else believes. What do I believe? And when, you, when you're looking at that, you're looking deep within yourselves, and you're going to find out what's a driving force behind your life. And when we understand what that driving force behind your life is, we begin to understand, or you begin to understand, what motivates you. And then you really get in touch with who you are. You really get in touch with who, who you. You. And then... If you work with me on a, on a, on a coaching way we, uh, and a private coaching, we begin to work on, we'll start getting from there. Uh, you know, the program moves forward from there. Really tailored to you, really able to expand on that, to grow from that, to make those choices and actions that are going to lead you to rediscovering not only what motivates you, but what it is that you want to contribute and bring to the world, what you want to give. And it doesn't have to be anything huge. It could be just being a better father or a better mother to your children. You know, you don't have to be these grand schemes. You know, it just could be that simple. Being a better, be, um, a better son, a better brother, better daughter, you know, uh, all those things. So when we begin to understand what motivates you, we begin to heal your past pain uh, because your pain becomes a motivator to connect to the traumas and experiences that you have because you begin to understand what it means and how we could use that for your own motivation. That's that's how we do it. That's why we do it. And that's why it's so important to understand what motivates you. What motivates you? To change things in the outer world, you've got to first work on that inner world. You've got to. Now, what motivates you? What the heck is going What the hell is going to get you out of bed in the morning? <laughs> what is that thing that is going to spark you and get you so excited that just to make life everything it is possibly can be. Is it going to be money? Is it going to be having that new car? Is it going to be having some other possession? You know, this type of motivation may work temporarily, and it may be the way you do it. You know, and obviously a majority of the people uh, use this as a motivation in today's society. I'm not saying it's bad, but just calling what it is. But the thing is, once you get that possession... What are you going to do next? What's next? 
Once that desire is satisfied, you'll have to find a new desire to covet. It's the nature of coveting something. You always have to constantly be desiring. It's a constant wantingness, a covetousness. And it becomes a pattern of something always outside of ourselves as giving us the motivation to achieve. Something outside of ourselves that we are chasing after gives us meaning and fulfillment. Instead of looking inside and finding our true motivation and saying, you know what? And you got to go to a, you got to, you got to go on a sojourn into your heart. I know it sounds silly, but it's not. You got to find out what it is, what it really motivates you. And then come out of that sojourn and start saying, you know, this is what I'm all about. This is who I am. And this is what I'm giving to my family, to my friends, to my, and, I'm, and what I'm going to contribute to the world. This is how I'm going to make the world a better place. When you come from this place, all those other material possessions will come. Don't get me wrong. I'm not denying the value of and the pleasure these possessions give us. Uh, I enjoy possessions just like the rest of you. Uh, you know, I, I, I like my car and house and, uh, you know, TV and all those things. But you got to remember that these things are just transient. All right, they come and they go. You get one car, you get tired of it, you get another. You buy one house, you decide you want to move, you lose it or uh, for whatever reason, and you change residences. You work at one job, you decide to change careers, and or you lose that job, and you're off to find another one. So that's transient in nature. It's not permanent. All right, that's the one of the things is that change is constant. That's the nature of life. It is impermanent. And so with the transient nature of all these things, you have to decide. Are you going to place your value, the value of your life on something outside of you, for which is completely out of your control, or on what you have within? Now, if your motivation is based on something outside of yourself, you are inevitably putting yourself at the vulnerability of being let down. But if you place your motivation in the core of your being and who you truly are, regardless of what happens to you in the outside world, in the external world, and it could be really upsetting, for example. You know, you could lose your job, you could lose your home, uh, your relationship might suddenly end. Those are devastating things. Someone close to you could die. You could be in the worst situation possible. But you will still know the thing that drives you and why you do what you do. It's so important. Just want to make a quick quick radio station announcement. You're listening to this uh, program, the council here on KUHSDenver.com. That's KUHSDenver.com. We are broadcasting here in Denver, Colorado, uh, broadcasting all across the nation, all across the world. We're on 43 different countries. I don't know how many different countries we are now. And it continues to grow. And just uh, want to thank all of you who continue to listen to KUHS Denver uh, for all the best programs, all the best shows, and some of the best music you will hear anywhere. Okay. So what is going to motivate you to action? That's what we're looking at here today. Not what drove you yesterday. It's not what drove you 10 years ago. Okay? It's not what drove you 20 years ago. All right? It's what drives you today. It's here today. If you think about things, you don't really hold on to things because you'll, be, you'll realize that what drove you even a year ago is not the same that's driving you now. So you've got to be in touch. With what's motivating you into action? All right? What drove me 10 years ago is completely different than what drives me today. What drives me today is I want to help People heal from their deep soul injuries, their deep psychological injuries. And I want to do this for everybody. I want to teach people how to do it. Why? Because I understand how painful it is. I have the, I have the experience. <laughs> uh, and I lived with that kind of deep soul trauma for so long. I was genetically, environmentally, and unconsciously programmed for it, and programmed to experience it on a whole lot of different levels. And to finally really be free from it. 
all of it. I want to be able to help people, teach people how to do that as well. All right? Freedom and peace. <laughs> that's my motivation. Okay? And so that, that's how simple it has to be. Freedom and peace. And uh, that's what gets me up in the morning. That's what gets me excited to be able to give people these tools and permission to heal themselves. That wasn't my motivation 10 years ago. 10 years ago, my motivation was I wanted to be a great actor, a movie star and a stage actor, stage star. And I love acting, and I still want to be I'm a great actor. And, uh, and I know I will continue to do it, and I've done some great work. But things have changed now since because of the journey that I, that I ended up going on. So that was my motivation 10 years ago. 20 years ago, my motivation was to be the best officer, Air Force officer that I could be, to learn the skills to becoming an officer in the Air Force and inculcate those principles in my being. So they were different motivations for different periods of my life. So you've got to figure out what is that is motivating you today. Not yesterday, what drives you today? And one of the teachers that I brought into my, into my work, and I've got numerous teachers, uh, that I've drawn from their insight, for their wisdom, and their deep understandings of the nature of life and living. Um, one of them is Tony Robbins. And they, there is nobody out there better than Tony Robbins about getting you motivated. And he epitomizes life coaching, and he's motivated millions to live inspired lives. And that's why he's in one of the programs that I offer. And people must learn to uncover what moves them to action in order for them to break free from their past. Now, Tony says in this video, <clears throat> the invisible force of internal drive activated is the most important thing in the world. Let me say it again. The invisible force of internal drive activated is the most important thing in the world. Right, this is that thing inside of you. <clears throat> That is your force of life, the emotion that is inside of you that drives you to do what you do. Emotion is the force of life. It's going to drive you to the life you want to live. And this video that I have of Tony Robbins, I'm, I'm going to break it down for you right now and analyze it for you here, what I got from it, and so that you can get everything you need from it today. Here's a quote. All effective leaders have the ability to consistently move themselves and others to action because they understand the invisible forces that shape us, end quote. And this is a direct quote from the video. So these invisible forces, what are they? These are your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your beliefs, your values, your words, all of these things that are inside of you that shape your ability to contribute to something beyond yourself. Understanding the words that you use, that your words have power. They have enormous power. It is, it is the, part of the act of moving from thought into form. And so if you focus on yourself and what the world can give you or what the world owes you, you're coming from a place of lack of scarcity, of wantingness. Wantingness is an insatiable, pervasive, empty feeling inside that can never be satisfied. It's an insatiable desire on the part of the individual where nothing satisfies the craving for more, no matter how many desires are actually fulfilled. It is a negative energy field that is constantly consuming whatever is being filled up. The desire of wanting more is actually more desired than the desires being met. A person coming from this place is constantly consuming. Now, we live in a consumer culture. A whole society has been built up around consuming. What can I get out of this? What can I, what's in it for me? What can I get out of this relationship? What can I do what, instead of what can I give? What can I contribute? Now, as a consequence of this, we've collectively forgotten the art of fulfillment. The art of fulfillment. This art of fulfillment is about how do I fulfill my life and give it meaning and purpose. It has nothing to do with buying things, acquiring possessions. What's my take? What's in it for me? 
You know, uh, that, oh my God, that's why we have the selfish, narcissistic, ego-centered culture that we have because that we have because it's all about satisfying the insatiable wantingness of the ego, which we identify as me. And narcissism is a big, big problem here. And even in some of the spiritual communities that we see, the spiritual, the path of spirituality was to lead to truth. And, that, and, it, and it started to go that way, but then it morphed, and the reality is it's turned into narcissism instead of the pursuit of truth. So it's not just about your ego and having your ego desires be met. Yes, it's very important to love yourself. And we talked about what the, a true act of self-love is and to know who you are and to be true to who you are. No doubt in my mind, you've got to master yourself. It takes time. It's, ri it's rigorous. It's ruthless. But when you get there, and from this place of wholeness, then it becomes about, what, what is it can I give? I have a healed heart. I, what can I give now? What is it can I can contribute? How can I make this world better? How do I create the life that I want to live? What can I do to add to life, add to the expansion of life? That's, what, that's what's going to give you fulfillment. That's going to give you appreciation for others, appreciation for yourself. And you are going to be contributing something. And this sense of being able to contribute something that fills you up, it gives you a sense of meaning and purpose. To live your life on purpose. You're living your life on purpose. And to live your life on purpose, is, it's so invigorating. But the problem is we live in a culture that thinks we are, our, we are our biography, that we are our past, that biography defines us. No, 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 no. You are a consequence of your history. You are not your history. You're a consequence of the choices that you made in your past. You are not your past. Whatever we are, whatever our past was, that's, if you're thinking that you are your biography, that your past defines you, then whatever your past was, that's what your present is going to be, and that's what your future is going to be as well. And most of the people who are out there, quite frankly, this is how they are going to live. And this is what's going to be true for them. Your biography is your destiny, and your past is going to equal your future. Now, if you choose to live this way, Whatever your past was, you are going to bring it right into your future, guaranteed. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get more of the same. It's going to be where you stay. However, what you have as a, as a human being, you have the free will to choose something different. You have the power of decision. Decision is the ultimate power. That's the power you have within you. You can choose to live in the past. Or you can choose to do something different and build a better now and a better future. Now, what are some of the reasons people say they didn't achieve their goal? You know, I know what my biggest reasons were. <laughs> Sometimes I think it's still mine. My biggest one, money. Gosh, I didn't have enough money or resources to go out and get what I wanted. You know, I didn't have enough to, time to do it. I didn't have the knowledge or the understanding. I wasn't smart enough. You know, this person over here, he's, he's way too smart or she's way too smart for me and they're way, she's way too far ahead of me or he's way too far ahead of me to be able to do that. Boy, oh boy, I, I made more excuses. I made more excuses for myself to, for not accomplishing a goal or even attempting one. Rather than just deciding once and for all, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And just go for it. And these are all based upon my perceptions of lack. These beliefs were so deeply embedded within my psyche, my self-perception, my lack of self-esteem, my beliefs, and that they were all these claims for not having enough resources. And what I was missing was that despite the facts that these statements were, were true, <laughs> these excuses were not my biggest problem. My biggest defining fact was not that I didn't have enough resources, it was that I wasn't resourceful. Resourcefulness is the defining factor on whether or not someone is going to fail or someone is going to succeed. 
Now, what are some of the qualities of resourcefulness? A person who is resourceful is creative. They're determined. They love and care about what they do. They have curiosity about everything. They want to know. They're curious. They have passion for what they do, and they have resolve. Nothing is going to stop them from doing what it is they set out to do. I had none of these. Well, I had some. I had passion. I had passion for acting. I had passion to be an officer and to succeed at the academy. And, but I, I was deficient in some of these other areas. And as I look back on my life, I examined when I was successful and when I wasn't. And the areas when I was really successful, when I was really on target, when I was really focused on what I set out to do, it's when I had an emotion connected to it. A deep, passionate, driving emotion. And that emotion, this real human emotion, was something I was able to give and communicate to someone else on a level they were able to experience and comprehend. It was an authentic communication of something so profound to me, so something so profound within me, I was able to connect to them. I was able to communicate the excitement, the passion, that deep desire to them. And so what I've learned, both from personal experience, from my teaching, and from this uh, Tony Robbins video that I'm uh, sharing some of it with you with today, is you've got to get the right emotion. You have to get the feeling inside that you can do anything. You can. You can do anything. We can do anything if we have the right emotion behind it. Now, if you have this emotion and you're creative enough, playful enough, fun enough, adventurous enough, determined enough, compassionate enough, you can communicate and connect to anyone. And when I was successful, that's where I was at. That's when I met my goals. When I didn't have that, and that was the majority of the time, I didn't meet any of my goals. So for me, when I did, didn't have the money to do the things I wanted to do, I would let this get me down. I would use this as an excuse not to go after the things that I wanted to do. So the bottom line is, you've got to find a way. If you don't have the money, you don't have the resources, you've got to be resourceful. Start small. Start little. And your ultimate resource has got to be and is going to be your emotion. Now, in this video, Tony Robbins points out there are three dimensions of destiny for everybody. And these three decisions we're going to be making every moment of our lives, whether we're aware of it or not. So to become aware of it is huge. We want to know why we are doing what we are doing. Okay, so the three decisions that affect your destiny are, one, what are you going to focus on? Two, what does it mean? Three, what are you going to do? So let's go back to the first one. What am I going to focus on? All right, your focus, what you're focusing on right now is where the energy is going to go. Where your thought goes, that's where your energy is going to flow. You have to decide what you're going to focus on. What are you going to place your focus? If it's going to be on your past, or am I going to focus on the present and making quality choices in the present so that I can build a better future? That's your choice. If you focus on the past, you'll get more of the same. All right, I'll, I'll use me as an example. Me. All I did was focus on my past. I got a PhD in focusing on my past. <laughs> uh, my attention would be on all these regrettable memories of my past, the pain, the suffering, wondering if I could have done something different, which might have changed the outcomes, shaming myself, living in guilt for the things I had done. It was unforgivable. I, I punished myself unmercifully. Unmercifully. And my focus was only on the past. And as a consequence, I was barely able to function. I wasn't able to connect with people on an emotional level. I felt different and isolated. And then I'd get angry at myself for not being able to handle things better. It was an ugly, it was a vicious, toxic cycle. <clears throat> so what was the meaning for me when I focused on the past? It meant that this was the end. There was no future. I turned my anger inward and became depressed. Anger turned inward is usually depression. I didn't believe I deserved to have good things in my life. 
I was guilty of unforgivable sin. I was ashamed for the things I did and didn't do, for allowing events to happen the way they did, for committing and being the cause of so much pain for so many people. It led me to feel that I was being punished for something. So what was I going to do? I was just going to give up. That's it. <laughs> that was my thought process. What was I going to focus on? The past? What did it mean? I'm being punished for my sins. What was I going to do? I was just going to give up. That was one of the ways I looked at things. Now, when I decided to focus on my future, then the energy and the emotion for me changed. What was I going to focus on? All right, I'm going to help people heal from their soul injuries. PTS, depression, anger, trauma, uh, emotional, psychological, abusive relationships, uh, child abuse. This is, this is what I want to contribute. I want to help people to heal from their, their injuries of their, their, to their soul. What does this mean? This means this is a new beginning. This is what I want to contribute. Uh, what does this mean? Or excuse me, I, this empowers me. Okay, when, I, when you focus on that, how, that I, you, this empowers you to create a beautiful life. And the emotion behind it is love and compassion for the suffering of others and wanting to give them the tools to fully heal and break free from the prisons and the poisons that have, that have caused them so much suffering and to be who they truly are. What was I going to do now that I had this focus and meaning? What was my plan of action from there? I started writing a blog. I built a website. I created programs bringing in all these marvelous teachers of science, spirituality, and higher consciousness. I worked with doctors who were experts in their fields and integrated their wisdom and knowledge into insights and how the soul works and integrated their healing modalities. I got a master's degree. I teach classes for parents who are going through divorce to help them understand how conflict does damage to their children and help them to form and create an effective parenting plan that they can raise their children on. I've been blessed to host this, uh, my, own, this my own radio TV show. Uh, the council here and bring people together from all walks of life and hear their inspiring stories. I'm a yoga teacher now. All these things are the actions I took to contribute to the world in my own unique way. So think about your own life. What are the emotions driving you? Look at the decisions you've made in your life. How have your emotions and what you focused on affected the decisions that you've made? You've got to get emotional fitness in your life. You've got to work out emotionally the same way you work out physically in the gym for your health and your body. You've got to clear up all those toxic emotions that are keeping you down. Yes, you have to process the negative experiences from your life, and it's important to take the time to heal and discover the good that came from all of your past events that caused you to suffer. But you don't want to wallow in it. Don't stay stuck in your suffering. Turn it to wisdom. Wallowing in your pain keeps you stuck. You want to digest what is needed to be processed and then allow the rest to be washed away. You've got to get also psychological strength. You've got to get your thoughts in order. You've got to understand there that you have these automatic negative thoughts that come into your mind, and you've got to learn how you attach yourself to them. You've got to understand how the mind works, how your mind works, not how my mind works, how your mind works and learn to focus on what it is you want to produce and experience in your life. You want to raise your vibration. Everybody heard that? You want to raise your vibration? How do you do that? How do you raise your vibration? You raise your vibration by your thoughts, your emotions and your feelings, and your words, the things you say. Okay? Having emotional fitness and psychological strength is a difference between those that quit and those that succeed. Now, once you've addressed these decisions of destiny, you've found your target, okay? What it is that you want to bring into the world and to experience, you've got to understand what your needs are. Now, this is much different from your desires, as I stated earlier. You connect to your needs, to the driving emotion behind your life, in order to imbue your life with meaning and purpose. Now, the key is to uncover what your needs are for you, the truth for you. From there, you develop a map. And you look at all your belief systems, which will tell you how you're going to get these needs met. And after you establish your map, you decide what is going to fuel you into action. And you've got to know what your values are. you really got to know. You've got to understand, do I value 
My values is to treat others the way that I want to be treated, is respect, self-respect of my va a value of mine, is uh, leading by example, a value. You know, you got to understand that as well. And then what are you doing it for? Are you doing it for money, for recognition, for the fame, for the big house? Am I doing this to give what I can, can to make this world a better place, to add my contribution to the world? Am I doing this to advance life on the planet? Am I doing this to make a better life for my wife and children, for my family? Whatever your motivation is, and it could be a combination of all of these, is going to determine the direction of your destiny. So there are six human needs, and this information comes from the Robbins video. There is, these are universal needs that every human being has. And I'd encourage all of you after you listen to or watch this program to, to look at where your needs are at and how you're going to get those needs met. The first need is certainty. We all need certainty in our lives. Certainty is the feeling that we're safe, that we're protected. <clears throat> we have enough money. We have food. We have shelter. We have water. And all of our survival needs are met and taken care of. So how do we go about getting that certainty? Well, you can try to control your environment. You can live within your means. You can acquire a skill by going to school or learning a trade. You can give up. All these are ways in which you and I are going about getting certainty in our lives. If we don't have certainty in our lives, if we fear about our own survival, we are really not going to be concerned with anything else. You're just not. Okay. However, when we have certainty, all of our basic needs are met. What happens then? We become bored. So the second need we need is uncertainty because we get bored. We need variety in our life. We need adventure. We need spontaneity. We need that, uh, those things that light us up. We need problems and struggles. It's how we challenge ourselves. It's how we grow. It adds to the color and tapestry of our lives. The unknown has always been the borderland of the possible. It's that frontier of that which has yet to be seen. And it can be the birthplace of something beautiful if we allow ourselves to just step into it without fear. The third need is significance. This is a big one. We all need to feel important, to feel of value. This is connected to our own uniqueness, our own individuality. And we all go about this in different ways. Now, some of us feel this sense of value and significance by making lots of money, by constructing big buildings and owning all of them. Others by taking positions of power in government or in the service. Now, for others, it's about being more spiritual. For others, it's the position they fill at work and the responsibilities that come with it. For others, it's the role that they fill in their family. All, right? All of these can contribute to a sense of significance, and I'm not placing one above another. Even violence gives us significance. Young men and women are, will either join the service or join a gang or join a pol the police force because it gives them a sense that what they're doing is important, something larger than themselves. Now, whether the person joins the, joins the gang or the service or the police force, the person is going for that same sense of value in their own lives. It's just different ways of achieving the need of significance. Inherent in all of these approaches is the individual has a willingness to risk their own lives for this significance. Before we can eradicate violence from this planet, it's going to have to be a huge collective shift in this consciousness. We're just going to have to work on how do we find, how can we get significance without resorting to violence? Now, the fourth need is the need for connection and love. Yeah, we truly need this. We need connection and intimacy from loved ones, friends, acquaintances, and our community at large. So how do we go about doing this? 
spending time with our significant other, spending quality time with family and friends, walking in nature, participating in community activities, joining spiritual groups, seeking others who have the same interests we have, engaging in life on a feeling level. And this is a huge need we have because so many people feel so disconnected from life. So these first four needs are the needs of the personality. And these, there, are other, there are two more needs, which are the needs of the spirit. Now, without these last two needs being met, you're not going to be fulfilled. Your personality will be satisfied, but you won't have the sense of fulfillment that comes with the needs of the spirit. Now, the first need of the spirit is you must grow. All of life is constantly evolving and changing. The reason we grow is so we have something to give a value to others, to yourself, to the people in your life. When we grow, when we have something to share, and this gives us a sense of fulfillment because we've added to the value of someone else's life. The second need of the Spirit is to contribute beyond yourself. When we participate in the ever-expanding nature of life, we feel at one with everything, with everything around us. We feel connected to something larger than ourselves. And this gives us a sense of being an active participant in the evolution of life on this planet. Do you know what the secret of living is? The secret of living is giving. That's the secret of living. What you give to another, you receive. What you give to life, you receive. It may not be readily apparent to you now, but every thought you have, every single thing you say, every single thing you do is being recorded by the infinite intelligence that governs everything. And you will get back what you give. Besides, giving feels good. Doesn't it feel good to give? <laughs> when you see somebody, you can do that, and you can give from, from the overflow because your needs have been met, and you give to it. Boy, it feels good. It just does. You know, and, you, and you think of people like Mother Teresa, who was it? Boy, that, you know, how she was able to give in such dire circumstances to people living in such abject poverty in India. And, uh, you know, her, her mission was just to constantly give of herself to help. And we don't have to go to that to, you know, unless you're called to that, you don't have to go to that extreme. But, uh, you know, you could give little things every day in your life, every day to the people around you. You don't have to do it in big, it's just a small little act. You know, helping a homeless person on the street, giving them some food to eat, uh, a blanket, uh, some coins, uh, giving to your children. You know, even if it's just giving them a hug every day. Boy, it just adds. Those little ripples, they, they go out into life. So these six universal needs are certainty, uncertainty, significance, connection, grow, and to contribute beyond ourselves. Let me repeat it again because I, I left one of the words out. It's certainty, uncertainty, significance, connection, and love grow, and to contribute beyond ourselves. When we understand these needs and we rank them from top to bottom and then connect them to what motivates you, you can then lay the groundwork for creating a life oof, that you've always wanted to live. So before we close the show today, I want, you to, I want to kind of leave you with this about what, what are you driven by? What motivates you? What are you, what's, what, are you driven by significance? Are you driven by connection and love? Or are you driven by contributing to others? Whichever one of these needs is most important to you is going to affect your choices. It's going to determine the direction of your destiny. That's as important for you to know where you fit on this list. Because it will guide you as you make the important decisions 
regarding the meaning and purpose behind your life. Why it is you do what you do. Understanding your own nature. That's the dictum. Know thyself. And you will understand the whole universe. <laughs> this will serve you as the foundation for the map you lay out for your life. For example, creating for yourself a 10-year plan. When you start from these needs and map it out what it looks like in 10 years, then as you begin to take the actions to get there, more of you, more of you will come into focus as time progresses, as each decision that you make is aimed at making your 10-year plan a realization. Now, critical to making your vision for your life a reality is the emotion you choose to drive you. That emotion you choose to drive you. You want to choose empowering emotions that uplift and inspire you, fill you up with love and compassion for what you do, passion for what you do, which will undoubtedly create those ideal conditions that you've been dreaming about to manifest as a synchronicity of the universe starts to line everything up for you to give what you truly want to experience. Your thoughts, your words, your deeds, your feelings and emotions must be in alignment. They must get that into alignment for the miraculous orchestration of the universe to unfold itself before your feet. You just have to. It's a universal law. It's a spiritual law. However, however whatever path you follow, these, this is underlying it. All right? You have to learn how to access your connection to this process, to understand those laws in you, how they work in you. And this occurs gradually because you ha as the negative thought patterns and, and, and behavioral patterns are replaced with the empowering ones. And now this process itself builds trust. So it's important to stay in the process, avoiding all temptation to fall back to old beliefs and old thought systems. Now the quality of your life is the quality of your emotions. Therefore, you've got to get emotional strength. You've got to get strong. You've got to have a strong soul. You've got to have a strong heart. You've got to have emotional fitness. And start choosing the emotions you want to feel and experience. And when you start feeling and experiencing it right now, in this moment, not in some future time, right now, you're going to send a different vibration out into the universe. You're going to send out a different vibration to the people around you. They may not notice it yet. I mean, they're, they're, still, they're going to feel it, and they're, they're going to sense a difference in you. Just try it out in your own life. Try it out for 30 days. Start with you and watch how it affects the other people in your life. They may not react immediately to this change because they're going to still be reacting to their own projection of the old you. But as you maintain this new thought system, this new belief system in your life, eventually... They're going to respond to you in new ways that you couldn't even possibly imagine. Every day, every day, every single day, you want to give it your all. You owe, you owe the world, your, you owe yourself your best. You owe yourself to give your best in everything you do. You owe your children to give, your, you, to give them your best. You owe your family to give them your best. You owe your friends to give them your best. You owe your, the people that you work with to give them your best. If you don't like where you work, change it. But you owe, you owe it to give, and, and, and you, know, you want to love your all, give your all, and you want to be doing everything you can to make your life everything it can possibly be. Don't worry about what others are doing or how far ahead they may be or how advanced they may be or how involved they may be or how, or how many possessions they may already have or how much money. You don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Challenge on the road is to get you where you, to get you where you want to be, and that's about keep about persevering, about having that self discipline. It's about it's never too late to get started, to doing what it is you want to do. Never quit, never give up, never, never, never give up. Even if it's just one step a day, take a step, and keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. What is yours? What is yours to have will always be yours. What is yours to have will always be yours. And what is for others to have will always be, for, be theirs. 
There's no need to compare or beat yourself up if you don't appear to be where it is you want to be. Hold fast to your dreams. Follow those whispers in your heart. Know that you are, a, you are creating from a power of infinite possibilities and infinite abundance. And thus, you do not have to take anything away from anyone else to achieve your goals and your dreams. Believe in yourself. You are enough just as you are. Just as you are. Believe in yourself. Align all of your deepest longings and desires with the spirit within you, with God within you. And as Joseph Campbell says, follow your bliss <laughs> and all will be given you. All right, folks, that's it for the council today. I want to thank KUHSDenver.com for hosting the council and offering this uh, platform to broadcast to you all around the world. Our show is growing. The numbers are growing. It's an honor and a privilege to, and I'm very humbled to be, uh, to be the host here and to share this, uh, this program with you. Um, next week, we will be having uh, uh, a beautiful human being. He's a police officer from the Seattle Police Department. Uh, Mr. Bauer is going to be on the show, and uh, you'll want to you'll be you'll surely you want to be on uh, here next week as we talk to him about some of the issues that the police officers are facing and how we can change that and start to bring solutions to the things that are going on. Uh, you don't want to miss it. I'm your host, Charlie Pacello. Thank you all. May you all be well. May you all be free of pain and suffering. May you all be whole. Council is adjourned. We'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you, folks, uh, who have been tuning in from all around the world. Uh, it's so exciting to be back here with you. Uh, again, tune in next week. We're going to have a fantastic show. Uh, and thank you for tuning in today. God bless.